0: All right, yo, yo, man, welcome back to Geek Set, the only podcast that blends hip-hop culture and geek culture together. This is One on One with Deuces brought to you by Geek Set, and this is the show where I speak with creators, curators, culture pushers, and people you should know. And right now, man, I'm speaking with one of the OGs in content creation, one of the OGs, man, with his music, with comedy, with just everything, man. Timothy, and I'm probably gonna butcher this, (laughs) Chandler Ranzo. Did I say That's was right? good, though. That's good. Yeah, that spent, was I good. Spent, I spent like 10 minutes trying to like
1: just kept on <laughs> <explaining> it. Like the <laughs> <laughs> so, It's it's okay. You know, I'm still I'm I'm still like um I'm easing people into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like even now, i will be like, Yeah, Timothy De La Ghetto. No, i will be like, formally Timothy De La Ghetto, Tim Chaturangsu. just you know, just so people get used to it, you know? Right.
0: But you know what? I what I did appreciate when I was listening to your video um for you explaining it, um that you was, like, like you was, you was very chill about it, and you was like, look, man, I'm not going to be that guy that tried to, like, correct everybody when they say Timothy De La Ghetto. Like, this is where I'm going. I'm definitely trying to usher in, um, and your reasons for it was pretty dope. Um, But I like the fact that you was just like, I'm not going to be that guy that'd be, like, you know, stopping people with everything.
1: Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, if you know me as Timothy De La Ghetto, that's fine. You can call me Timothy De La Ghetto. It's all good. Like, this is more for, I mean, not only for me, but also for... um. You know, it's, like, some new, like, to be completely, like, business-minded about it, it's just on some branding shit, you right. know? It's, like, um, I I think that, you know, the, the Timothy De La Ghetto brand has taken me a long way, but now I kind of, you know, I want to, like, kind of come into my own on some other shit, you know? Right. And, um... And you know, it's not like it's not like some Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. Like <laughs> this is my all self. Like it's not. I mean, look, it's it's, it's still it's still me. I, that's still my content. Like I, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a huge deal. You know. Right.
0: But you know what? The the way I looked at it, and this is like you know, as a fan, and you know, fans always gonna pick it apart. When mm-hmm. I was looking at it, and I was thinking about. it, I was like, you know like the story of how you started your name, you know, Will Smith was your idol. Yeah, Yeah, You looked at Raphael De La Ghetto, for those, Mm. I know that you have some young folks that don't know, (laughs) Mm. but like, you know, so like, and you had what you called, you said it was the Will Smith plan that you had. The Fresh Fresh Prince Prince Prince
1: format. format. The Fresh Prince format, right? (laughs) And
0: so, but so then the the way I saw it, I was like, well, you kind of like, even though that you had that format, you have built your own where like, you actually have a Timothy De La Ghetto, format like you have your own format so then again the way i looked at it was like this is just evolution this is like oh you know what i had this format but i actually built my own format so now let me just solidify my my brand and who i am you know not shunning away that but still saying like this is that Mm -hmm. this is is phase two this is super saiyan timothy right now
1: (laughs) that that's exactly it bro you you hit the, the the nail on the head you know it's like this is basically you know, I think I think it's, it's important to always keep evolving, you know, and um, I feel like I did a lot in the past like 10 years, uh, just like um, entertainment wise and, and, and online and, um, and I think, you know, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time and I'm like, and if I really want to take it next level, I feel like this was just something I needed to do, you know. Yeah.
0: And you know, so like one of the things that I do with this platform that I have is that I do want to make sure that I always give everybody their flowers while they are here. Because a lot of mm. times what happens is when people pass away, then we talk about how great they were and mm-hmm. how dope they were. And I want to make sure that you understand the type of impact that you have on this content creator. Um, Thanks, man! Because like, so the, uh, how I kind of got introduced to you, I got, I got introduced to you, like I hate to say it, but like, <laughs> I, was, I was heavily into hip-hop the battle rap and everything and so Jen first got into yes thing, right? and <laughs> yeah then, and then so I, I, I fucked with Jen heavily and then mm-hmm. the South Star had that song and like I don't care what anybody say tell me it's an amazing fucking song
1: oh that is a uh a banger it's a classic
0: right and so then I was like man am I sleeping on these Asian rappers I was, <laughs> I was, so I googled like um I Google Asian rappers on YouTube like as yeah. you know I, the easiest way and yeah. then about this like freestyle full of like a whole bunch of you guys. It was, uh, I do believe it was the Say I remix.
1: Oh shit.
0: Yeah. That's, 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 that was my first introduction to you. Cause I was like, and so as I was listening, I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to some of these and you are you stuck out. So then I, after that, I think the next one I listened to was the Millie freestyle. Oh my God.
1: And so, wow. like,
0: and so but that made me listen to more. And so like, and then it was like, all right, like I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to traffic. But then, I, but it wasn't like I, like at that point I wasn't fandom yet. But it was like, yeah. hey, you know, this is somebody who got skills. So what turned me into an actual fan mm-hmm. was the cruise control mixtape. Oh
1: shit! Yeah. thanks, so, man.
0: Because because then because like so I was like because I I remember vibing to it and like that was around the time where. I was like really heavily with like Just Blaze, Heat Makers and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, you had that, uh, what's it called? What do I, wait, what do I need to do? What do I wanna do or something? What like do that? I have to do? What do I have to do? I want yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was, and, and that's, that song was right. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I fuck with traffic heavily. And oh
1: man, I appreciate that bro. Thank but you, like, thank you.
0: But outside of that, one thing that for me, because I do music as well, that mm-hmm. I saw, cause then as I continue to be a fan of your work, then to see you jump into the content creator and start doing, putting out content because like I said, I got introduced to the music first, mm. then the content. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, you know, as an artist, because like I said, you take your music serious. And I was like, I take my music serious, yeah. but then you have personality like, oh shit, he's funny as fuck, putting out dope content. He's, he's unapologetically himself. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. I would love to make that transition. So like now with me being mm. content creation, I find myself looking at the ways that you transition and like, like I said, following that Tim format. Like, oh, okay, so <laughs> you can do this. You can be both yeah. and still people can take your music serious and still take your content serious. And I was like, I thought that was dope. So you know, thank I you, bro. What you put out like right there.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that you uh, that you f with the music like that because you know, like you said, um, I mean that that was originally why I was calling myself Traffic. You know, because I. I didn't want people to think I was making comedy music, you know? Right. And I, I, I kind of thought, like, I need to separate, okay, Timothy Gallagher for the comedy, traffic for the music, because I wanted people to know that, look, I take my writing seriously. I take right. the lyrics seriously, you know? So, um, and then, you know, I eventually dropped the traffic because I was like, okay, like, people people kind of know who I am now, you know? Like, they like they know that I am a funny person who, who raps or I'm a rapper who happens to be funny. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, it was no confusion. I just didn't want people to think I was like on some like lonely island. I mean, I love the lonely island, but I didn't want them to thinking that's what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So, so thank you, man. I appreciate that. Like, cause you know, and I'll put out some music now and people will be like, oh, all these social media cats want to start rapping now. I'm like, bruh, I've been rapping since day one. <laughs>
0: This is deep. so I, I always likened you more to like like the bust rhymes red man and ludicrous mm, right because mm. when you watch your videos like you have your personality in there, like that's mm-hmm. that's what i think is dope it's like in the videos in the actual like you know you're doing your stuff maybe you make the funny face or so you're right you know, like when you listen to the bars the bars are not funny bars right or you know and their own on topics or whatever the song is and like that's pretty dope but then another aspect of what you do that i don't i don't think a lot of people understand and like I don't have nothing against the people who write their freestyles and then hit the radio stations and do mm-hmm. it, but like I've seen multiple freestyles of you just right on the spot, <laughs> yeah, and spitting and throw some of it. Like say you throw some funny bars in there, it's more observational rap.
1: But yeah. like
0: the fact that you got that skill that you're able to do it, and then like there's always and even all the ones that where you you may stumble a little, you find a pocket and that you still killing it
1: thanks man you know hey look i i I, I try bro i try to keep like the real freestyle alive you know what i'm saying i feel like no one no one still does that anymore and so like and you know i warn people all the time whenever they ask me to freestyle i'm like look man this is either gonna go crazy or it's gonna be trash (laughs) you know it kind of all depends like sometimes sometimes there are those days where it's like everything is connecting and it's amazing and i can't even believe what i'm saying sometimes and sometimes i'm like hey can y'all cut this out
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> but i like the fact that you lean into it man i, I know that that yeah. helped out with the whole wild and out situation with mm-hmm. wild style and everything and just kind of that off top um just being able
1: to be on the fly and everything yeah man i used to uh pride myself because you know of course like you know of course everyone kind of goes into like uh the wild and out episodes like you kind of got some jokes in your back pocket you know what i'm saying like just in case but i like, uh, I always prided myself as being like one of the only dudes that was really up there, like freestyling as much as I could, you know, like Justina was pretty nice with the freestyle, like Sharon, of course, too. Um, and, and, you know, Cassidy can freestyle every once in a while too, but I feel like, um, I was up there prepared the least during the wild style and that's where it kind of messed me up. Um. In the long run, because in the beginning I could go up there and just wait for somebody to hit me with an Asian joke, because they felt like it would be an easy joke. And then, yeah. but I got I got crazy rebuttals, just like just easy, you know, like just just that I've been doing for my whole life. So that would be easy. So then people stop coming after me. Right. So then I would have to start like, all right, let me say something to this dude, so he comes after me, you know what I'm saying? So I get right. some screen time. But. Um, and then you know, and then I would kind of have to like come up with a little joke for somebody just to kind of get You're them right. in there, you know? Yeah. But but yeah, man, um freestyle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know what what always took me out? Like I don't know if it was planned or not, but every time that you got on wild style, you always go,
1: Bitch. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That she used, used to take me out every time because I was like, I like I knew what was coming, but it was just like Every time, like I, I'm like, I know he's gonna start off with bitch, but you say it so, so direct.
1: Well, you know what it was. You know what it was because you know, pe- like people on YouTube already, they always like the way I said bitch, you know, because they say I hit the b real aggressively, dude, you know what I'm saying. Dude, and so uh, I think we it was like first season a while and Now um, one of the producers, he was like, yeah, you know what, like, um, you know, you'll start to find your 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 vibe on stage, right? And he said like, like he mentioned something that stuck out for me. He was like, Cat Williams. He would just he would do something, and before he even like said a word, people would just see him like walking up with the mic, and they would start cracking up because they because of like the what, what whatever he used to do. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna just start saying bitch every time, you know. <laughs> it
0: worked. It worked every time. Every Thanks, time. Thanks, man. Time Thank
1: it cracked you, bro.
0: Um, <laughs> so, like I said, I I, I do want to kind of go into some of the things like that I that um. I noticed during what your career, because like looking, like doing the research and just kind of being a fan, I know that one of the, one of the main reasons that you got into entertainment was to change the mm-hmm. perspective of Asians in entertainment. Um, yeah. You tell the story about where he was watching that episode of fresh French and then the Asian came, you know, Carlton had the little mm-hmm. small jacket and like he was <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. man, this is, this is how American views us, Right. But like, mm-hmm. one of the uh, so when I got introduced to you and I started, you know, looking into your content, like, that perspective or that perception that America had of Asians, whether it's being the nerdy Asian or just the Kung Fu guy, like you definitely dispelled that at all. Because like, as far as with confidence, as far as with just being who you are, being cool, being relatable, like it's just like, it never seemed forced and everything. And, you know, like, do you still find yourself having to do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely. uh, You know, like you said, um, you know it was it was me seeing it on TV and not only seeing it on TV but also realizing that even like when I went to college, you know I realized that people that didn't really grow up around um, any type of Asian dudes, mm-hmm. you know, they already had a perception in their head of, of what what like an Asian dude was, you know mm-hmm. like where I would be in classes and um, I remember a, a girl in my class being like, oh, yeah, you know, Tim, he's so funny. He's this Asian dude in my class, but he's not like an Asian Asian dude, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because they had never met an Asian dude like me before. But, you know, growing up, you know, I I had all types of friends and, and, um, you know, Asian, black, white, whatever. And we were all just, we were all just cool. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I feel like even nowadays, um, but the thing about it is nowadays, you know, I feel like, you know, uh, it's been so long since I've been doing it, but at the same time, there still haven't really been a lot of Asian dudes on TV, um, in movies. You know, I feel like it's kind of just really starting to to head that way a little bit for for Asian dudes. Um, and me even being on Wild and Out, um, I think was uh was important. You know, because I wasn't, you know, like when those other dudes are are are, are dissing each other. Um, they're they're saying very specific jokes to that individual. For me, it was just Asian jokes. You know what I'm saying. Thing, so right. w- when I was up there, it was like they're not really talking about me unless they're saying I'm short or whatever. Uh, and then Carlos would make the occasional joke about like my skin being fucked up. But uh, <laughs> but for the most part, it was Asian stereotypes. So I feel like I'm not defending me right now. I'm defending my whole my peoples. Right. You know what I'm saying. So it was a lot of people that I think that like because while now is such a uh it's also a very strong following in the south because of like dc and, and so Carlos like and south emmanuel south. yeah so i feel like um even though there is a pretty heavy uh, asian population in like atlanta mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of those countries a lot of those states in the south aren't really used to seeing um asian people right. like me you know so they they or they're not really exposed to asian people at all so i i i felt like i'm to this day you know i'm still like kind of out there trying to shed the certain light on the the perception of asian dudes you know
0: are you aware that you kind of became the face of just like the like of the asian community and just being cool and existing in that space
1: yeah you know what i'm i'm glad i'm glad it's there's more of us now but i i I think definitely in, in the beginning Um, and especially in terms of doing content the way I do content, there was no one out there like that. No Asian dudes. There were Asian dudes on YouTube, but they were still very like, you know, we're playing the I'm awkward around women. I'm shy. I'm missing that type vibe. And that was never my vibe, you know? So I think, you know, to this day, like dudes are like, yo, man, you made me proud to be Asian when I was in school or when girls hit me with the, you know, you made me curious to date Asian guys. I'm like, yes, that's why (laughs) that's what I did this for, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that's dope though
0: yeah because like that, that and that's what it became because like like i said i i got in like i when i when i saw jen and then i saw smiles on south Star and south stars and i got into your content that's when i started mm. seeing more because then like mm. you, said, you would you know you would work within your community as well and work with other creators asian creators and so like you introduced me to a lot of other ones as well and just it, like it became a thing where i was like like it, it made it more normalized so like for me like mm. like, like, like i said at the start Definitely the regular mm-hmm. perception that America had, even with yeah. trying to be as conscious as I can. But like now, it's just like if I if if I seen an Asian on on a movie and he was acting like you or on a show that was acting like you know just acting cool or just acting like it wouldn't be a shock to me. It wouldn't be like I don't even look at right. that, oh that's that Asian person or that's that right. actor. It's just like yo like that's a dope ass actor or that's a dope ass actress or artist or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think I think that's a, you know that's why they say uh, representation is important. You know, what I'm yeah. saying it, it all. It all really just comes down to making it look normal. You feel me? <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, what, what, like, what is the Asian dude doing there? It's like this is real life. <laughs> we be here sometimes. <laughs> and then you
0: made it digestible because like it's kind of like you were speaking to the people with the same thought process like so like i wanted to get into like your content because one of the things that i thought was really dope or just like a, a constant in your content so like you always had the ladies in your, with with your videos with your with your content right and then i was watching mm-hmm. one like, i think it either was on the no chaser podcast or a different podcast but you were you were mm-hmm. explaining the you were explaining that um when you do shoot a video like you knew what the thumbnail was going to be but you would give the you would give the girl, the feature girl two thumbnails and they would always choose the booty one cuz they know that that one was going to get <laughs> the view <laughs> so it was like like even though like i know that you know like step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at ChompaCasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumbacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18+.
0: Okay, round two. Name something
1: that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No process by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: You always joke about like how certain people like all oh, Timothy's a perv and everything, but you're like, it really was yeah. like, like you knew it from a marketing point, but you did put yeah. it in. They could have picked the
1: PG one, but they always go with the booty one. <laughs> I always, well, the thing about it is I, I always, um, you know, when I chose the thumbnails, I would always like, or like 90% of the time, I would ask the girls for their approval first. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know like girls are very particular about how they look in certain pictures and stuff like that. Guys will just be like, you look good. Like what are you, what are you complaining about? Right. But A, gir- a girl will be like, oh my God, my left nostril looks crooked. <laughs> change that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. so you know even though I you know I, I, I try to put out uh, i worked with a lot of uh ladies of course in my videos because you know especially back in the day that was like the move on YouTube you know what I'm oh, saying yeah, get a know. sexy girl's a thumbnail that was that was the way to do it um but I always you know I try to keep it real respectable you know what I'm saying I feel like uh you know especially people used to come at me with the oh you're objectifying these women I'm like they hit me up to be in this video what do you mean <laughs> Like I told her to wear a dress, she showed up in a thong. It's not my fault. <laughs> but and
0: but see, and, and in that, if people don't realize that within that uh, community of being content creators and even the model, like it goes hand in hand. There was a, there was, um, there's benefit from both. Like you know, you're putting out dope, funny content. The per the uh the model that would be in the video hoops or they're getting exposure, but mm. a lot of the times they also they're not just in there with just their booty. They have speaking roles, right? So they, yeah. get, they got the opportunity to show their personality and things like. Because there's a lot of them that now when you see them, you're like, oh man, they're actually funny, and yeah. they got introduced through you know whether it's your video, batch video, daystorm, whoever the case may be. They were in
1: one of those videos. Started off as an Instagram model, and now yeah. they're doing that their own sketch comedies. Bro, it's crazy because the 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 internet world is is real small. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like you know, like the game and, and you know, and Kanye and them when they used to rap about how you you would put one girl in your in your music video, and then all of a sudden yeah. she was in like ten other music videos. Like it was like it's so funny because the same shit I would put a girl in a skit and she would like not only be really attractive but also she would be funny like i think all the other influencers or like youtube cats whenever they saw that like oh shit she looks good and she's funny they would immediately be in the dm yeah. then like the next week i see her in a skit with with so and so i'm like oh man i put her on
0: <laughs> it's all about me in reverse <laughs> but no that's dope and like that's another thing like that i do love about that community is just that like you've worked with within like YouTube, within Vine, within Instagram, you've worked with pretty much everybody. Like I, I, like, I was trying, I, 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 at one point I was like, I'm just gonna search Timothy DeLaghetto and then well, random, random <laughs> influencer. And I'm just like, man, he got a video with everybody.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm all about, um, I think it's important to, uh, you know, I think networking is really important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like, uh, you know, for me, for the longest time on YouTube, especially, I think you know it was very clicky, yeah and uh, and for me, just like in high school, I was never really in one of the cliques necessarily. I was always cool with everybody, like you know, I, I kind of had a, a foot in every YouTube group, you know I was like, um I was working with like um the black youtubers, I was working with the the whitey youtubers, yeah. um of course, I was working with the Asians, I, I and since I did the music, I was cool with all the musicians, so I was doing all types of different collaborations, you know. Right. And um, and I, I, to, to this day, I feel like when people need to get plugged with another um, content creator that they don't have uh, info on, they'll, they'll hit me and be like, yo, you got so-and-so's number? I'm like, well, actually, I do. <laughs> I, so, and, and,
0: and that, that got to be a, a change for you in regards to like, well, not necessarily a change, but like you, that OG tag, that's, that's OG like, you know, even like if you can think about like from the hood point and everything like that, like the OG was the connect. And you are legit, like, one of the, you are the connect. How was that transition? Like, when did you start accepting that you are the OG?
1: Man, it was like, you know, I, I, I've just been doing it. For, well, here's the thing about it, right? It's like, originally, everybody I came up with, that I worked with, we all kind of popped out on YouTube around the same time, like, 06, 07, when it, when it kind of started off, right? 05, like, that whole time. So, it wasn't really a, until I feel like the second wave Um, or not even the second wave, I think second wave, you know, they, they, they respected me as, as someone who'd been doing it for a long time, but also, um, they were still, you know, relatively, um, popping off doing like, you know, like the original vine, like squad and, and other people who kind of popped off like that. Like they respected me as a, as, as one of the original guys, but also, but they weren't that much, um, younger than me. But they're still kind of like, we're all still kind of like in the same age group. So um, I didn't really feel too OG-ish until I want to say like third, third wave, like the past couple years, past few years where I would go to like an event like Playlist Live or VidCon right. and I'd be looking around like, man, these kids are so young. They don't even know who I am, but then they all hit me on some, they all like wait till like a little quiet moment. They'd be like, hey man. You're the reason why I started making videos, bro. You an OG in this, man. Watching you since I was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, shit, they really, they f with me up here, you know?
0: It's probably that stigma because you got to think, like, we come from, like, just in general, like, age group and just where we're at. We come from that era where, like, that super coolness always had to be so like now now they probably
1: like oh man I don't know how to approach Tim right so that's why they do it on this on the on the low because they're like I want to come up to him yeah yeah they don't want to be groupies and I get it and it's cool because some of these kids that come up to me you know I'm saying like I don't be watching TikTok like that like specifically there was a kid I was at when I was at Playlist Live a, a few months ago um, Asian dude, he came up to me, and I had never seen his stuff on TikTok, but he was like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan, you know, like blah, 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 and then um, um, I followed him back, and he's like, "On he has like millions of TikTok followers, I was like, oh, shit, never heard of this kid in my life, but he's popping, you know, it's crazy, so it's a whole new generation.
0: Right, but it's dope that you, like said, that you you have that genuineness to you, that like mm-hmm. that even the fact, even with that, I bet you like that.
1: It's fake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I bet you that small moment to him was huge. Like, you know what I'm saying, right. being able to talk to you and then you follow him back. Like, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's small stuff like that that people appreciate because, you know, there are some people that feel like, like, because they're the OGs, they can't, like, they don't have mm. the respect for the, for the new people. Right, right, right. Communicate with the new people. Like, I've never seen that from you, from even just uh, other
1: intervals. Well, that's the thing, man. You know, it's like, I feel like it's it's easy to get bitter at the new kids. Um, if you let yourself think that way, right? And and I, I'm not gonna lie, like when Vine first started popping off, I was a little salty about these kids, where I was like, <laughs> "Man, I've been making YouTube videos, like whole ass five minute skits with a camera crew for years and years and years, and now these kids with their six second cell phone <laughs> clips are at the same event as me, getting the same opportunities? Listen, bullshit." But and I was a little salty, right? Right. But then I realized. First of all, I realized a couple of things. Like, for one, I remember coming on and out the first the first day, um, being on set with like a few of the OG comedians, you know what right. I'm saying? And then one got kind of uh, I feel like was under the influence or was inebriated or whatever whatever was going on, and kind of came at me and Emmanuel Hudson uh, sideways on some like I googled you motherfuckers last night. Y'all don't deserve to be on this show with me. I've been I've been a stand up comedian for so and so for how long? You know and it was really bitter about it and then i realized that that's like the same attitude i was having towards these vine kids you know like wow. just because it's a different um a medium. different avenue yeah. yeah different medium different avenue i can't i can't disrespect these kids hustle you know it's like if they found an audience doing doing that and i found my audience doing this and this old head found his audience doing stand-up yeah, right. it's like everybody there's money out here for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for, yeah, everybody can eat. So for me to be mad at another, another person for, for eating and find his way to, to get on, like that's just silly, you know?
0: <laughs> but no, you are. So speaking of like the emergence of Vine and just like this new way of making, uh, creating content, I know that mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why you stopped doing sketches is because you were investing a lot of money into it, but the payoff wasn't as big as, as far yeah as that goes. now but you know like your your fan base definitely uh, wants you back into that sketch comedy world or just yeah
1: man sketches are tough bro sketches are tough you know when I so it, it got I got really nice into my in, in my sketch pocket when I was on maker studios because they they were literally you know they were making enough uh the deal with them was that I could literally write any sketch I wanted and they would come up with a way to build a set, build costumes, you know what I'm saying? They would find me extras. It was real legit. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, back in the day on YouTube, you could literally just do some, like, little bootleg thing with your little camcorder. And, right. and it would just be real silly and cheap. And then it was fine. But then YouTube evolved. And if you put some shit like that on YouTube, they'd be like, oh, what? The, the production on this is horrible. or so cheap. And then I feel like it's crazy because now everything's kind of flipped with like Instagram and Vine and TikTok. You could literally be, you know, uh, with your cell phone yeah. talking to yourself and it's a whole sketch and, you know, but back in the day, I felt like I needed to put so much into it. You had um, that quality man. yeah. And now I, I still feel like I, I want to have the quality because I, I want people to look at my YouTube channel as like almost like a resume, right. you know what I'm saying? For, for, for like sketches and music videos and stuff like that. Like I want everything to be real quality on there. So, you know, um, it just got to a point where I felt like I was putting in, you know, whenever I invested money and time into a sketch, it was, it was never making enough, uh, getting enough views to, to, to get my money back. You know what I'm saying? But so now, you know, if I get like a nice little brand deal from whatever, whatever, and I got some extra money, I'm like, all right, cool. I can make a sketch just for the love. And, um, and just cause I, I want to create. Some quality content. I don't have to worry about if it, like, if I my money gets uh, returned to me. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's 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 a it's a little struggle to do the sketches, but um, you know that's why Patreon is good. I'm about to I'm about to launch a Patreon soon. Um, just You're just on that wave already, man. I, yeah. You know what? I've been I'm kind of late to the Patreon game, um, but uh, soon soon once once everything is back to normal in the world, and I feel like people are going back to work then I'll start my Patreon, you know? So speaking
0: of like, just like funding, uh, one, one of your stories that really like opened up and then like, I'm talking about like late for me, like um, like last year you were, I forgot who podcast you was on, but you was talking about your situation with Maker. Mm. And it made me open up because like trying to be in this content world, it made me be like, oh, I need to be open to what type of deals because you stated that like, when it came down to the reneg- 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 renegotiations, mm-hmm. He was like, I just kind of want the money. And then yeah. threw you some stocking, and that ended up paying off.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
0: I, and, and that payoff, I'm not going to count your pockets on here, but that payoff <laughs> that you said, I was like, man, I need to be open. Like, when these people come, I'm like, hey, let's let's discuss some other things. <laughs> because Yeah, you know what? That's the, that the
1: thing about, the about it. You got to – you know, I, I try not to – um, I definitely am, am am weary of of people trying to get their percentage and trying to work and this and this and that. I'm I'm really picky about who I work with, you know. Right. But at the same time, I work hard, but I'm also very lazy. You feel me? So when whenever I have the opportunity where it's like, hey man, yeah, we'll take a little percentage and we'll do this and this and that for you. I'm like, okay, cool, it's lit, right? Um, in terms of maker, yeah, like you said, you know, when 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 I re sign onto them. I just wanted, I just wanted my more, uh, my higher signing bonus up front. And he was like, let me throw you a little stock. And I didn't know how stock worked. You know, I was like, but it made me start looking into it. (laughs) Bro, me neither. (laughs) My brother.
0: So my brother who does the podcast with us, he's the finance major. So he knows about that stuff. So I told him, I said, Hey man, listen here. I'm just going to make sure I funnel a lot of these deals through you because I I showed him, I showed him your video. I was like, (coughs) he was like, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like. Well, it blew my mind.
1: Right. Yeah. I did not, I did not understand. Just somebody had to come up to me and they were like, Hey, you still got that stock? And I was like, uh, I guess it was like, hang on to that. Something big is going down. And then, uh, and then it went down and yeah, you know, it definitely put me in a good place. Like I could pay off my, I paid off my family's house with that money. And, um, Dope, man. and, uh, yeah, it's crazy, but like taxes will take half of that, like straight away. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy out here.
0: You want to know what's funny? Um, your same story with your parents about when they start, when they kept on was like, oh, you know, he's in communication. And then they finally was like, yeah, my son's <laughs> famous on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Same scenario. Because like I said, with music, I've been mildly successful with my music. But like for the longest, mm-hmm. like, you know, like my they, my parents wouldn't talk about my music at all, you know. Mm-hmm. They, would like, they would never bring it up. And I just remember one time my dad was like, yeah, man, I was at work and I was telling somebody about your music video. And I'm like, <laughs> What? Like like when, like, when that's that's dope. Dope. So it's like it's like, you know, just knowing that like, you know, your 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 parents like appreciate what you're doing, but once they are mm-hmm. like, Okay, hey, I really this is not just a hobby, this is something mm-hmm. that you're doing. I had that same like that, that same experience. I thought that was a dope story that you told in regards to that as well.
1: And then, yeah, man, you know, it's always nice to get that little validation from your parents, you know what I'm saying, when they, they stop looking at what you're doing as just some, like, you being goofy with your friends and being like, oh, this, this is real. This is yeah. something worth bragging to my... My dad just sent me a text with a screenshot of, uh, of the Homegirl music video because uh, that's at, like, four and a half million views right now, and he was like... He's like, I've been sending this to my friends. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I, thanks, dad.
0: I, I feel like that's just a weird, that would be a weird text from like, <laughs> I, my dad was sending out my music. I don't know, but but I, that's dope. I just imagine what his friends are thinking like, oh man, especially the homegirl video because- like, They love it. They're all a bunch of pervs. Oh yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> um, but you know what's what's also uh, interesting, like, so like, you keep on saying that you're lazy, but. But from the outside looking in, we wouldn't be able to tell because there's <laughs> right, right, right. so much content out there. You putting yeah. so much out there, Um like you know, like so, like kind of getting to like you know, you got your No Chaser podcast, you got mm-hmm. the fun, you got Sims Foods, yeah, uh, and then you still do vlogging,
1: right? Or every now I'm and still one. vlogging? Yeah, I'm still vlogging. Uh, you know, I'm I'm vlogging that more than ever right now while we're on quarantine. You know,
0: and it's funny because like you have legit fans in each realm because like I saw that like even in the comments, you'll see people like, Oh man, I'm glad Tim's vlogging again. Because like, there was a point that you wasn't vlogging as much, but because you, and like in your mindset, because you know, you have that director mindset because you were putting your content together. Like you want to put it together, like good quality content, but you forget that there's still some people that just want to see this
1: yeah <laughs> you know what i i mean that's you know the thing about the vlogs i actually i love i love the vlogs you know because um that's one of the Thank things you. where i feel like i i don't have to be as uh you know it doesn't need to be fancy you know what i'm saying like i can just be like let me just talk to the camera throw some little quick cuts in there and the thing about the people that watch the vlogs is those are like the most invested you know what i'm saying those are the ones that are like yo i want to know what tim is up to in his personal life you know so it's like those are the ones that are really uh like they, they'll literally tune in just to watch me and Chia play a, a card game. You feel yeah. me? And, Like that's the type of shit they like.
0: It's funny because like I said, as a fan, like I got I get invested into certain people. I got invested mm-hmm. into your vlog and then it slowed down. I was like, damn it. But then <laughs> but it slowed down it slows down for a good reason. It's never a bad reason. It's like right. oh, you know, I'm doing this show or I'm yeah. doing this now, so I'm kind of getting a little bit more busy. You know, mm-hmm. that's the same thing that uh happened when uh when Batch used to vlog every day. And I was like, he stopped and I was like, damn it, but I'm like, no, I wanna I want to see you guys win, so I was like, I can't be too mad. Hey! Um, but one thing that I um um I did want to also coin you for. So because I watched the No Chaser podcast, I tried mm-hmm. Class A Azul. Now obviously I can't <laughs> I can't purchase it all the time. But, man, <laughs> that, is, that is a good quality tequila, man.
1: That's some quality tequila, right, man? Look, everybody, everybody's like, if they they send me um on Instagram, they're always tagging me and they're like, had to buy this because of Tim because of No Chasing Podcast, and uh, this girl hit me up recently. She was like, I turn 21 uh, next week. What tequila should I buy? But not. But I'm on a budget. I'm like, look, man, if you're turning 21 and it's your first bottle of tequila, fuck the budget. Buy the Classy Azul. <laughs> and
0: it's funny because like I wouldn't even think about hitting the bell, but I'm like, oh, I got to hit the bell. Gotta you got to hit the bell. Got to hit the bell. Got to hit the bell. I'm surprised like they haven't reached out to you guys. Like I don't care what anybody says. I know people try to say, oh, two chains put it on but i got put on by y'all i didn't
1: uh, man i think i think they 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 know it they just don't want to acknowledge yet that i've been i've been really hit, like putting them on a little bit you know but i mean they've been around for a long time who knows man.
0: right who knows they make say you know who knows
1: now so
0: <laughs> speaking of the no Surprise podcast so it's with you longtime friends nikki blades and ricky Schultz. uh-huh shucks not Schultz. ricky Schultz. <laughs> yeah um one thing that i like i I, I really do appreciate about that podcast is that um, the relationship that you guys have personally, like mm. obviously you and Ricky got the longer relationship mm-hmm. um, because you guys went uh, got friends in high school, uh, friends from high school, even though y'all were mm-hmm. was at first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I like the fact that like when you watch it, like is it, it, you can see that camaraderie. Like you guys have those inside jokes, but then even with Nikki, because like I said, like you guys have, that deep-rooted history. What yeah. was the thought process in getting it, like putting that crew together? Like, because you obviously have a whole lot of people that you could have done in podcast with.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like, um, in terms of having just conversations with people, like me and Rick, there's nobody I talk to more than Rick. You know, I've known him for the longest. Um, me and him, um, just agree on on 90% of everything, and like, and he's people, a lot of people that like that don't watch Rick like that. They don't realize how just naturally like funny he is. Man, Rick is so. Yeah, Rick is hilarious and he's he's and he's good at um he's not somebody that you have to compete with in a conversation, you right. feel me? So I knew that if it was my show, <coughs> Corona Rick Rick would be good with at um just you know like sharing his perspective and I know we'd be able to bounce off each other and he could throw in his little like hilarious one-liners, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um I also knew that me and Rick you know, we are very, you know, we talk about a lot of relationship things and I needed a, a girl there to provide some female perspective. Um, and I also needed her to be attractive, you know, yeah. for like, for the visuals. Because I mean, um, that, that helps. The,
0: it's the same method.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I needed somebody who was also kind of experienced with like speaking and, and speaking on the mic. And um, Nikki Blades happened to be doing radio up in the bay, so I was like, yo, she'd be perfect, so, um, you know, I hit her up, asked her if she was down, and, uh, then it all just kind of came together, you know?
0: Did you expect it to get a- amass as much as following as it did?
1: You know, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if I was too late to the, uh, to the podcast game or not, because I had been debating doing it for a minute, and I was like, ah, everybody's doing podcasts now, they're gonna think I'm, like, hopping on the bandwagon, which I was, but I was like, why not, you know? Right. And um and I'm I'm definitely uh, pleasantly surprised that people f with it as much as they do. You know, I wasn't sure how well it was gonna do, um, but you know, that's kind of just something I had to do. Also, with just like the evolving times of YouTube, you know, it just became it became like the most lucrative option, really. Um, and uh,
0: you know, it's fun. Yeah. So I'm I, I, all honestly So like we've been doing our podcast probably like three years Now right mm-hmm. As soon as I saw your podcast I was like So this is our podcast studio I text, my, I text the rest of my podcast people I said look alright you see their mics You see their backdrop. I was like we need to up our shit <laughs> I was like Because one we don't do video like this is why Our first attempt at doing a video I took advantage of the, the COVID situation I was like you know I'm going to reach out to people get them on Zoom Because I know a lot of people got some time But right. I was like but I told them I said hey we need to figure out some way to get our production value up better because this i love this setup like the multiple cameras and everything yeah and, you know and i was like yeah so like it definitely in like i never i never looked at it as like you were just taking advantage of it like to me i was like damn like they just came in guns a blazing and i was like but this is like a standard now i'm looking at
1: well you know the thing about it is well first of all you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm hardworking, but if, if someone can do some other shit for me, I'm always down, you know? So right. that that company specifically was like, hey, we're a podcast company. You can use all of our, you know, use our studio. We'll, we'll edit the shit for you, shoot the shit for you. And, you know, they, and they take a the little cut. To be honest, man, sometimes I debate. Like maybe let me just shoot the shit in my like in my in my room and then um and 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 pocket that cut that they take you know maybe I don't need a fucking view of of Hollywood in the background you know what I'm saying like well,
0: good but like I mean have you you haven't seen any dip within the last few podcasts because like right like like the back like I get it that the background doesn't really. Take too much because the the episodes that you've been doing in this COVID situation still yeah. go like they still still getting the same type of response. So I understand that. Um, I don't know. I just want a better view, man. I got <laughs> we got we got marks. You know, some uh, just hang some
1: artwork, dog. You don't need to get too fancy with it. That's the beauty of the podcast, you know. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so another thing, like, so you are a big foodie, yeah. Because uh, you got you know sin foods, you got mukbang, yeah. Um, and um, well, I, I guess um, one, well, one thing I do, I do the hot sauces. So I do want mm. I, need, I need you to bottle up your mom's <laughs> hot sauce that you always talk about. We are working not, on I'm it, bro. I'm definitely gonna purchase because I'm like yeah, because I, I try all the hot sauces and everything. But um, uh, let's let's start off with uh, the sinfuls with David Soul uh, uh-huh. because like that's a dope because uh, a dope project because I know that you started it just like mm-hmm. funding it yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, just going to like local food, uh, conventions and meetings that within the local area. Mm -hmm. Um, But you had, you started off with that goal, that mindset that you want to sell it. So that way you can get it bigger.
1: Yeah. You know, cause I, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I I like, I like my shit to be quality and I already kind of had a vision for it. Like I wanted it to be like a travel show, you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't afford that. I knew I couldn't afford that. And, um, so in my head I was like, let me just shoot these episodes you know i think the first the first year of the episodes was just us la san diego um anything i could find in la and san diego you know uh that was popping up and luckily you know la is a you know it's a big food food city so there's there's always like things going on so i was able to to get a good amount of episodes done and luckily for me too just like uh uh having worked with a bunch of different people in the past it was actually a dude that used to produce for me at maker who was at Thrillist Mm -hmm. and hit me and was like, yo man, I know, you know, you've been doing this and food show. I love it. Thrillist is looking to, to put out more original content. And then that's what started the conversation, you know? So I was like probably funding it out of my pocket for like a year or less, you know, the episodes weren't really like, I would kind of like break even, you know what I'm saying? But But then I was able to do a little, like, hey, yo, this episode of Send Foods is brought to you by whatever, whatever, get a little extra money on top of that. But, you know, luckily, um, I kind of, you know, I I put that shit into the universe and then then was able to sell it. And and we're having a good time traveling all over the country, just eating and drinking, you know?
0: (laughs) And, like, that's – it's funny because uh, as a content creator myself, like, we're in that realm where, like, we're trying to turn it into – profit like right now it's yeah. just a spinning spinning and we do these conventions now we get we're we're gaining good connections like you know we're like we cover crunchyroll expo we're gonna be mm. covering out in that in san jose we cover c2e2 like so anything like we're based out of milwaukee have you ever oh been- okay
1: i've never been to milwaukee what's a big city like milwaukee is in um wisconsin I've never been to Wisconsin, no. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, we got, like that's where like Madison, Green Bay. but So we're close to Chicago. Chicago. Oshkosh. Yeah, Oshkosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So like we do, um, we're like, so a lot of things that happen in Chicago, we go out, but it's just like, it's like, it's one of those things like, I believe in this podcast so much because of what it does in the community of blending both cultures. But it's yeah. like, man, it, it does get rough when you're funding everything because it's like shit.
1: You know, yeah. but um, yeah, I feel like you're in a good lane, bro. Because the whole like, You know, um, I feel like just the past few years has been a whole. You know, you see so many like just like Black people loving anime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like
0: that was the whole reason why I started it. So, like, when I when when I think about all the geek properties, and much respect to all the geek properties that's out there, they all have that mm stigma that hey, I don't like how that is. Like, and I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people like us that speak about this geek stuff, but like, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't hearing us on those platforms. So when I mm-hmm. started, when we started it, I was like, okay, I want to put this together, but I was like, I want to I want it to be definitively hip hop and geek culture. So yeah. we we're thinking about like dipset, I was like, oh dipset, geek set. Oh. And so like you know, we went, we ran with that and like the community and a lot of people would rock with us because we have the knowledge of both geek So like like we can go in on anime, comic books, video games and all that, but then Mm -hmm. we also can go in on hip hop history and everything. Like we're respected in both cultures. And I think that that's where we're, that's our niche and that's what we've been getting.
1: I think that's dope. That's dope and it's important because you know, like um, people are complex, you know what I'm saying? Like you can like hip hop and you can like anime. um, And I think that's that's dope that you guys are tapping into that market personally. Okay, look, they got, uh, look, I've 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 never watched anime like that. Yo,
0: hey. So I I figured it, and this is how I figured it. Because like, so I, when I when I approached these interviews, I was like, right, I want to make sure I do some research, and I was like, I was like, I I want to talk to Tim about some anime because I because I wanted to. All right. So I, I was searching your name and anime, and I noticed I was like, man, you know. Tim, he has no problem responding <laughs> to his fans. However, anytime somebody asks about anime, I don't <laughs> never see a response. I, like, I felt like he
1: was ducking the conversation. Ducking the I just, I have no knowledge of it, man. <laughs> Aside from like a little Dragon Ball, yeah. um, that's 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 pretty much it, bro. But you know what? I,
0: here's one thing. I don't, so I'm going to speak for the fandom of you, and I, yeah. I, and I think that it would be a dope content for you and Chia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you did like a, a series where you react to watching anime, people mm. didn't love it. Because I've seen people ask you about that. Like you should watch that and do a reaction video. Yeah. And I think that so one of the tropes, I mean, you probably know about the tropes of anime, but when they always do a fan service episode or a fan service shot where it's like mm. you watching it, and then all of a sudden it's like it's a random titty or a random ass shot, and you like mm. that, that had nothing to do with the story. Mm. But I feel like your reaction to that would
1: be priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I watch hentai.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I watch some of that on occasion, but <clears throat> you know what I've seen. When I was a little kid, I watched um this thing called uh Run My, Run My One and a Half or something like that. You ever heard of it? I haven't heard of that one, but i it's it. a it's about um it's some it's like it's this guy who takes every time he gets in hot water, he turns into a woman, and uh, <laughs> or or is it a woman that turns into a man? Some shit like that. I just remember being a little kid. Watching and then and then and then watching a, a man go into a hot tub and come out a woman, and then and then she was naked, and then yeah. someone walked in, and then it was crazy. But it wasn't it wasn't hentai, it was like a regular anime. I don't know, man. It's they,
0: they have a whole lot. So, there's this one anime. I, 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 the the community is probably gonna kill me for not knowing the <laughs> man, but there's this one anime that I saw. So, it's this dude, he's a regular, regular dude that just wants to help out people when they're in trouble. But yeah. every time he helps out a, a a woman that's in trouble, he accidentally makes them orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like, like there was one scene like this girl she fell into a puddle of water. So he went to go help her out, and he picked her up like this. And mm. so she's like, you know, legs up, and then the fountain shoots up, and the fountain <laughs> is shooting up, hitting her in the in the in the badge, uh-huh. and it keeps on hitting her in there, and then she ends up orgasming. And so it's like he just like is a whole bunch of scenarios throughout the whole series of him just trying to be a nice guy and help. I'ma so Google it. making people orgasm.
1: <laughs> I'ma <gonna> Google <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> like anime, anime, is a weird, anime is weird but it's dope because like i like i
1: like weird shit i like weird shit i love like i love i love just um the beauty of like animation and stuff too because i you know I, I i i used to draw a lot you know what i'm yep. saying i was i was an art major for a little bit i was almost gonna be like i mean my goal when i was younger was to be like a cartoonist you know what i'm saying yeah. so um i just i appreciate animation and um i should watch more anime actually
0: I think it'll be hilarious. Have you have you done any animation like in general, like voice work?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I used to have a cartoon with Rick uh, and my boy PD Flow. It's called Powerhouse. Um, mm-hmm. and you should you should watch Powerhouse, dog. I'm um,
0: I'm putting it on my list right now.
1: Look look up Powerhouse. There's a few seasons of that on YouTube, and um, and I did one episode of a Cartoon Network show called uh, Apple and Onion. I played um a rapper that was um uh named Lil Noodle he's a little he's a little carton of noodles <laughs> and he's, he raps and um and they want to bring me back for another episode I would love to get into more voiceover work actually that's that's yeah. like that's, that's, it's, just, I, it's fun you know I
0: think you're fit for it because like you got a unique voice but like I know for a fact that like just like there's there's room for you to to be in that room um, mm. And then, like I said, because you got one of those voices that's recognizable too, so it's like it'd be like they'll the also have that draw. Like, um, yeah, but I but I can see you more so in like like if there was like 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 in the boondocks room, mm, 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 because mm, like because mm. like, you you got to have you got to be able to have that aspect of all right. So this is good. it's animation, but like like you know, you I like the fact that you're you're not afraid to play into stereotypes if it's good content.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: So, you know, and that's where I always put boondocks. I always tell everybody, like, yes, they're going to play into some black stereotypes. But it was with a message, though. It was with a message, right? Yeah. So I feel like, like you would be able to be in that realm, like if they had an Asian character that was more hip hop and everything. Like you know that there's that stereotype of hip hop Asians. You will pay into right. it, but there will be a, a a hidden message. We're, yeah. It'll be in tasteful management.
1: You know. I'll do any cartoon if they paying me, man. Look, that's <laughs> that's bottom line.
0: Listen, I'm selling out no matter what. Like this. As, man, long, man. as long
1: as I'm not doing no. A super uh asian accent mm-hmm. and uh it's not detrimental to my people I will do mm-hmm. the voice <laughs>
0: you know what and that's what too. I like the I like how you stand up for your people because like obviously you are like I don't know if you consider yourself a comedian but I consider you a comedic person for sure mm-hmm. And like so, I like even like your response that you had to Steve Harvey when he had that one situation. It was like mm. like it, it you did it in a respectful way. Like you didn't like 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 you said, oh, I was, you know you were a fan of Steve Harvey and his mm-hmm. property. And like yeah, that moment was like you know um, like a moment that you didn't you didn't necessarily like. But then yeah. like how you, you see, I still like how you do was like some comedy to it. Like but remember. He did this, and then you showed the clip of uh, of his bl- of his blunder at the uh, Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so right.
1: It's always, like,
0: it's always like it was one of those things that I was like, I like your approach because a lot of times, especially in this time where everybody is hypersensitive, mm-hmm. it's more it's always attack, 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 cancel, and it, yeah, you, know, you 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 approach it more with well, you know, yeah, I'm disappointed, not necessarily canceling them out, but like you know, let me let me tell you my my point of view or my aspect on how I feel.
1: Yeah, man, I just I disagree with, with with canceling people. You know what I'm saying? I think people will make mistakes by nature. You know what I'm saying? You say right. things that maybe you weren't thinking about, or you didn't you weren't aware of how it's gonna come out. And um, you know, people change within like a like a couple years. You know, like I don't believe in judging someone for something they did ten years ago or canceling them forever. Like I think that's that's whack to think that people can't grow and develop and. And and learn, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, especially like you know with Steve Harvey, I, the thing of when, when that happened, I was like, yeah, I was disappointed. I felt like it just wasn't a good joke. <laughs> like yeah, I, I feel I, like I, I, you again, know, it just of wasn't
0: funny. And that's the thing. A lot of comedians say that it's like, look here, if uh, when it comes down to uh, like judging a comedian, it comes mm-hmm. down to is it good or not. Like yes, some, yeah. something because there's there's always going to be some offensive comedy comedy aspect to it. But like, hey, was it funny? Because if it's not funny and it's offensive, then it's like, all right, come on, like, like, why?
1: Then <laughs> you then you saying it just to be offensive, and that's right, when it's right. like, yeah, yeah, you know, but,
0: but you know what? You that leads me to my next point. Like, as far as not canceling people, because you have been on record talking about like, you know, everybody right now is canceling out Kanye, and you said Kanye had a big influence on you, and you're like, I don't necessarily cancel them out, you know, but yeah. you know, um, and so like, I so one thing that that prove for me when i'm just think, thinking about you you're able to separate
1: the creator from their
0: personal life and what they put out there yeah it seems like
1: yeah yeah to an extent you know like like i said man um in the in that and that episode of the podcast like i feel like i'm always be a, a kanye fan until he does i don't I like i don't know what it's gonna be that kanye would have to do to make me not be a fan anymore but like I know he says some crazy things and does some crazy things, but I feel like that that comes with being a genius. Like you're you're a little imbalanced. You feel yeah. me? Like you you think differently, and that's gonna lead you to say some reckless shit sometimes. Right. Um. And and I mean I know like yes, Kanye being a Trump supporter is disappointing. But let him drop a new album today. I'm gonna be fuck. I'm gonna be hyped to go listen to it. Right, you know, yeah. I hear you. I
0: hear you. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's weird because it's like Kanye was such a, an awakening for a lot of people. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. for the people that wasn't necessarily the gangster out here, like you, like oh shit, look at Kanye cool. For right. um, the person who went to college and dropped out of college, who's like Kanye was your person. For the yeah. Creator, he made good music he put out mm-hmm. culture moving music mm-hmm. for the artist you're like yo like i don't have to live this stigma i can be myself because kind right of, so it's like he crossed off a couple of check marks for a lot of people so then when he takes a complete 180 it's like wait a minute like <laughs> i know like, it's like it's, it hurts it hurts a little bit hurts. i know i know i know <laughs> and so i was like yeah man um so wait, you wanted to be you 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 went to college for being a you was a communications major at first, right?
1: Communications, and I switched to art. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, um,
0: does, does, does any of that still come into play? Does that 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 help y'all
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to to be honest, man, I don't remember anything from college, and I was going for like six years, bro. Like part-time in shit for a while for a couple years. I, I, I only remember two things from college. One thing was that the highest population of Japanese people outside of Japan is in Brazil. Oh, okay. I learned that there real quick <laughs> just in a geography class. All right. Again, I only remember that because I remember thinking, damn, what does a Japanese Brazilian girl look like, you know? And then um, <laughs> the only other thing I really, oh, I mean, you know what? You know what I, okay, the most I took away from college is when I was doing my, my general education classes and I had to take, and I took human sexuality and I took women's studies. And, you know, um, a lot of that shit I remember and it helped me when I was doing my advice videos on YouTube when I was doing Dear like Ghettos and these kids were asking me about like, you know, relationships and, and, and sex and all that stuff. Like I had a lot of, like not, a lot of shit was from experience, but then a lot of shit was like, you know, I actually learned about it, you know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. that helped me out. But in terms of like communications, Man, I was. No, I don't really remember anything. Uh, the art classes I took, nah, nah. don't really, nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, um, so like one of the hot takes that you uh put out there, so I, uh, watching just like different content, uh, mm-hmm. you are a big, big fan of Church's Chicken.
1: I love Church's Chicken, yeah. I will ride till I
0: die for Church's Chicken. <laughs> you said like the juices. The ju- it's not grease, it's the juice. Do they got churches in
1: Wisconsin? Yes, they do. Look, man, I will always ride for Church's Chicken. People say it's too greasy. I say it's not grease, it's chicken juice. <laughs> it is a ripe piece of chicken.
0: Yeah. And Because I was watching that great debate because you said that's the best chicken out of all chicken. Yeah, and bro. You made some good points. I don't know. So we have this, the same points that you make for Church's Chicken. We have this spot up in uh the Midwest called JJ's Chicken. Okay. And we say the same thing because, like, like their chicken leg, <laughs> like it looks like the chicken leg from like Flintstone, and, <laughs> and then it's, I don't know what they put on their fries. Like it's, the joke here is that they sprinkle crackle on their fries because that's how good hey, they are.
1: And I'm down. I'm down to try some. Now here, here's the thing: I wasn't saying it's was the best chicken of all time. I was saying it was the best chain chicken. <laughs> Correct. Oh, uh, right. uh, because because there is definitely like uh, some little in the pocket like uh, chicken. Places that are like you know next level shit, yeah. but I will still I will still ride for Church's Chicken, man.
0: <laughs> next time you talk to uh, Doughboy, let him know that he has the worst hot takes ever on <laughs> that show. Awesome. I like, like, like I'm 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 fully invested in like everything that um that Kevin Stage does and yeah you know and all Def Digital and everything but yeah every time like I love Doughboy but I every know time he has a hot take I'm like what
1: you know what's <laughs> the one hot take Doughboy had that that I agreed with him on and and we all, it almost turned into a separate argument but I said wait we're not gonna talk about that this time <laughs> um when I did Righteous and Ratchet when I went on their podcast Doughboy brought up that he feels like. In terms of bars, Nicki Minaj is yeah. better than Missy Elliott. And I agree with him on that. See, and I people... don't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, I, and I get it. I get it. But I think it all just, you know, it's a whole ass different conversation. Well,
0: it depends on what you look at. So here's, here's where I can, I can see his point of view and disagree. Yeah. Because if you come from like the mixtape era, the Cassidy mm-hmm. fab and those bars like that, Missy yeah. was not giving us those type of bars. Right, Nicki Minaj was right. Yeah, like those type of battle bars, I can understand if you're basing it off of that. Yeah, and I can see that point of view of where Nicki would have those bars because she came from that culture. She came up on those smack DVDs and yeah. stuff like that. So where you had to give those type of bars. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't. That that and that that was
1: my thought process. I feel like if we're looking at a bar as a definition of like this is a clever line, then that's what I was going off of. Like. Yeah. Then Nikki has better bars uh, in terms of putting a song together, though, and yeah. artistry. Then, of course, I'm gonna go with Missy Elliott. Right. But if we're talking lyrically, I'm gonna go Nicki Minaj. All right. All right. <laughs>
0: you, you know what's funny? Um, do you have you been, do you watch any of like the new uh, Wild on Wild episodes at all?
1: Um, here and there. there here there's and there. a new
0: There's a new Asian cat on there. I I, I, I feel bad. I don't know his name. But he always get the jokes that he's the Timothy a replacement or the new Timothy DeLeghetto so You talking about Jin? No, is that Jin? That's Jin, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Like, I, so I, have been, I, I, I catch it all the time, but I catch it be, after they do their intro. So I didn't yeah. even notice that that was fucking Jin. That's Jin, man. Well, they can't call him the new Timothy That because y'all was like <laughs> around the same time.
1: Isn't that crazy? That's the thing about it is because <laughs> I was talking to Jen about it. How like, you know, um, me and Jen. You know, when when I was rapping in like just junior high, yeah. like the homie called me up and he was like, "Yo, it's a dude on one hundred and six on Park, one hundred and six in Park right now. He's Asian. He raps. He looks like you." And I remember being like, "They just saying we look like because we Asian, right?" And I turned on one hundred and six in Park. I was like, "Holy shit, this motherfucker looks like me!" And then, and then, and then for that and around that time, people. You know, I was like, people were coming up to me thinking I was Jin when I would be at theme parks or whatever. Right. And I would play up to it if it was a girl. Like, I remember specifically, I was walking around this theme park and these girls would follow me around. They were like, ain't you Jin from 106 and Park? I was like, yep. Holla, holla front. And that's what Jin used to say. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, and then they was like, if you Jin wrapped in, and I spit some of my own bars. And they were right. like, that, they was like, that's, that was cute. You not Jin though. I was like, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we talk about how it's funny that, you know, of course watching Jin on 106 and Park Freestyle Friday was like a big inspiration. And now, like coming full circle, he hit me and was like, yo, while and now hit me to to come on, what do you think? And I was like, hey bro, you know, honestly, I think it'll be a good look for you. But like it's a lot of these kids that will watch now and you didn't even know it will be yeah, like, right. yo, who's this who's this Asian dude trying to take Timothy Delaghetto's place? You know what I'm Wait, saying?
0: You think you think it's vice versa? He'd be at theme parks, they'd be like, Hey Timothy DeLaghetto, he's like, Yep, that's me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Yep, that's me. you're you know what's funny? Um, so when Fabulous first came out, so before I had all the beard and everything, so in the city, I used to always rock throwback jerseys that had to match, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I had, like, big fake-ass earrings that I got from the middle of the mall. Mm, we all did, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember vividly, there was, like, this hip-hop convention. And, like, I'm there, and, you know what I'm saying? I got my throwback jersey on my hat. Now, I'm I am, I'm short. I'm probably the same size as you in Conceited. Like, you do
1: not look like Fabulous at all.
0: At, with young fabulous <laughs> though that's what i'm saying young fabulous this right. dude i'm talking about this dude broke his neck like yo fab i'm like you know what what up wow <laughs> like i was like i was like how i'm like one i'm super short yeah i, I was like i'm like super short fab tall as shit and i was like he's what? he's like, not tall as shit he's not he seemed tall as
1: shit i'm like I'll t- i'm like 54 okay He's probably like I saw him once at an urban outfitters. He can't be more than like five seven. What? Like five eight.
0: So from the outside looking in, I assume he was like at least six six feet, six one. No, can't Damn. be. All right, well, nice. actually, That's
1: I'm cool. gonna Google it right now. <laughs> How tall is right, fab? Right. Like, but, but that shit was
0: hilarious because I was like, damn. And like, it got to the point because I think people just associated with it because I always had the hat, the do rag, throwback. Yeah. Like, even it if, says he's 5'11, but I don't believe that. <laughs> but even in the city, like, people used to call me Young Fab. Like, it was just, a, it was a thing. It was a thing. And I, and I ran with it. I ran with it for the longest. Ran with it for the longest before I kind of like got my own. You know what I wanted to be, and then I now it's just like, yeah no, i don't I don't even see it at all
1: uh, i I used Jen's name to try and get Kyla Pratt's number. you know that story, yeah, no, I don't know that story, you know Kyla Pratt, yeah, no Kyla Pratt, sure, so i she was at this mall out here in Torrance called uh, Galleria, and um and I remember- and Jen was popping on one o six and Park, he had just he was like killing it that around this time. And I went up to her and I was like, yo, that's Kyle." like I, was just, I home and said to the homies, that's Kyla Pratt. So I went up to her and I was like, hey, um, aren't you that girl from that show? And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I don't know if you recognize me, Jen, 106 in Park. Um, you know, let, let me know if you need either like a, like a rapper on, on, on one-on-one or whatever. Let me know if you need like a little cameo or something like that. She was like, okay. And then, <laughs> and then just went on about her business. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> cool.
0: Uh, I wonder if she remember that. Have you ever ran into her since then?
1: No, no, never. Who knows? <laughs>
0: I feel like that's one of those. Things, like I wonder if she like like she sees you now. Like wait a minute, was that?
1: <laughs> one of these days. One of these days I'm gonna end up at some event with her, and I'm gonna be like, hey, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah.
0: But that's dope because like like I said, you always and that's the one thing about you that has been one one of the uh, one of the other things that's been consistent about you. Confidence, no matter what you did in regards to it, like you said, with women, and you talk about it all the time. Like, you yeah. never felt that. You never felt inferior. You never felt that. You, like, you, you change that stigma all the time,
1: 100%. Thanks, man. You know, I just feel like, you know, and I talk about this in the videos and stuff. I feel like um, I just had a realization as, as a little kid that, like, life is just so short. Why, why waste time being worried about what other people think? You know, because I feel like it would, it's going to hold you back from not only, like, achieving what you want, but even, like, trying, you know what I'm saying, like, if you go into situations thinking, like, damn, like, they, they're gonna think I'm this, they're gonna think I'm that, like, and you, you, you're insecure without even putting it out there like that, you, you, you really, uh, you, you're holding yourself back from so many potential opportunities, you know, yeah, so I'm like, let me just be like, fuck it, just go after it, if it was, if it's a, whether that's uh, a girl or a, a career path, yeah, or whatever, you know. All
0: right. Well, before we end out, so we do these things. We call top five. I'm actually two top five. Oh I be one within your uh, within your content, and then uh, one just like I feel like I'll, I'm like it's gonna cause maybe a little controversy, but not too much. So first <laughs> thing right. I want to ask you for you because you do music, and I don't I don't think you ever talked about like too much who influenced you and everything. Top five okay. rappers for you.
1: Top five rappers that influenced me or top five rappers in general?
0: In general, of all time.
1: Top five of all time. Andre 3000. Tupac. Eminem. Kendrick Lamar. And. I'm trying to think now, in my last spot, I'm trying to think of who right. who, who made me wanna rap. If I'm thinking about who made me wanna rap, Buster Rhymes.
0: I can see that, I can see that. I respect that list, I respect that list. A lot of dope lyricists on there, so I definitely respect that. Um. So this is the one I think probably, it, it, it ain't gonna cause like too much crazy controversy, but you're probably gonna be like, Wait, like why you didn't choose me? Top five okay. content creators that you would put. Currently? Yep, currently.
1: Uh, let's see. Like in my space. Yep. All right. Let's see. Top five content creators. I'm gonna go with, um, someone who's, who I feel like is just the future. Okay. Um, um, okay. 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 I got, I gotta say King Batch. Okay. Because King Batch is just dominating in everything he does. All right. All right. Um, and I feel like in terms of talent and future wave. Uh King Vader. Okay. Um, uh,
0: hey, like I, I we talked to him at Crunchyroll Expo, man. He's cool as fuck Yeah,
1: he's he's he's, he's dope, he's young, he's he, you know he's talented. Um let's see. Um, I know there's someone out there who just makes me laugh. Hold on. Who cracks me up? But you gonna make me go through my f my, my, my who I follow real quick. Hey
0: man, go ahead.
1: Um, creators, um, damn, um, um, Timothy Dalghetto, Timothy Dalghetto, Timothy Dalghetto, Timothy Dalghetto, Timothy Dalghetto, Timothy Dalghetto, 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 King Batch, King Vader, um, and you know what? You know, maybe I'm biased because I'm old, but also I feel like because he's been able to dominate on YouTube and Vine and Instagram, um, I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna say Day Storm because you know he's OG with this OG, shit, yeah. and also he's he's so good at uh, going just being good everywhere. You know, yeah. um, I feel like I should name a girl because there are there are talented women in the space for sure. Um, who do I? Oh, you know what? Um, okay, she's also an OG, um, and she's she for someone who's been on YouTube as long as she has. She still her views are still crazy. Um, Jenna Marbles. Okay. Um, and uh, that will also be my token white of my list. <laughs> and and uh, let's see. I should name one of my own as well um man my list is so old because i'm old but i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh niga higa ryan higa as well because i feel like um for someone who's uh you know I, I, damn i feel like my list of of so of top five social influencers made me old because it was all old people <laughs> except for king vader it was all just youtubers right. but, but that's it's, my it's, list it's, bro
0: it's it's all it's a whole bunch of people that was able to shine in each new platform man. i think that's dope right yeah. So the the last segment that we do is called recommendations. So I always try to give our our listeners and our viewers something that they should get into, right? So what would you like to recommend to our viewers? Something that they should get into. It could be uh, anime, music, video, music. It could be comic content. Whatever, anything that you choose.
1: Uh, sure. There was a, there was a really weird show that was coming on Apple Plus that I feel like people weren't really watching, and I loved it. Uh, it was called Servant. Okay. It was uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and uh, and uh, it's fucking weird. Like, it it all revolves around a a dead baby, and um, (laughs) every time I tweeted about it, no one was giving me any type of feedback on it. I was like, "Wow, no one's watching this shit." But it's called Servant. It's on Apple Plus, and it's fucking it's, it's it's a good show.
0: All right. Well, shit. Our our listeners love the recommendation, so like they'll definitely probably check it out and then hit you up about it. So you might get some some views on there. Um. I mean, obviously, you don't have to do it, but, like, well, right, tell the people how to find you. You can find me
1: on YouTube.com slash Timothy, Instagram, Tim Chon the Wrong Suit, and, uh, yeah, watch, watch Send Foods, and, uh, Watch the No Chasing podcast. That's it.
0: All right, man. Again, this is the only podcast that blends hip-hop culture and geek culture together. I've been your boy, Deuces. This has been the OG, Timothy Chantarang-Zoom. <laughs> I was thinking I had it at the beginning. You'll get it. You'll get it. I'm going to get it. Again, man, I appreciate you so much, bro.
1: Cool, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. All
1: right, off.